This episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western is the leading provider of venture debt and banking services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Brex. Designed specifically for venture-backed startups, Brex is the perfect corporate card for fast-growing companies. Head to brex.com and sign up with the promo TFR to get waived card fees for life. Welcome to the podcast about investing in startups, where existing investors can learn how to get the best deal possible. And those that have never before invested in startups can learn the keys to success from the venture experts. Your host is Nick Moran, and this is The Full Ratchet. Welcome back to The Full Ratchet. On this special investor story segment, the experts illustrate some of the most important lessons they've learned about startup investing and how that has changed their approach. Here's the segment called Lessons Learned. On today's special segment, we have Jay Aconzo of NextView Ventures. Jay, can you talk about a lesson that you've learned through your experience in venture capital? Yeah, um, there's this awesome quote that kind of crystallizes this lesson from Ev Williams. I think it was a few years ago now, but he talked about what he used to think innovation was, you know, doing new things with the internet to come up with new ways of doing stuff. And uh, what he said is, you know, he's since learned that that's not the case. What actually is innovation is take a human desire, line up all the steps that it takes for that person to fulfill that desire or overcome that challenge, and then use modern technology to remove those steps and make it easier, right? And what better example than like Google or an Uber, where they're just removing steps for you to find information and answer a question or hail a cab or hail a car and get where you're going. Um, and it sounds so simple, but it's so hard to execute. And for my work, what I've realized is that's what platforms should be. Lining up all the steps it takes a founder to, say, hire an early team after they raise a seed round or, you know, go through that board decks uh, development and design. And what are all the steps they have to move through as a founder to do that? And then how do we as a VC remove some of those steps so that they can save time and be more efficient? And then, you know, out comes the idea of a board deck template or, a, you know, a hiring process advisor or something like that. And so that's all innovation really is. It's just removing steps. And that's been a huge lesson for me in the last couple of years. Is it fair to say that workflow automation falls in that? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And that's, you know, the technology is getting, you should add that technology based on the need to remove those steps, not because it's just some innovative new technology that you'd like to adapt and say that you're using it, right? It's all in the context of, I have to get something done, or the person I'm serving has to get something done. And I understand the process today. How can I make that process better or easier for them? So on today's special segment, we have John Greathouse of Rincon Venture Partners. John, have you learned a hard lesson by either making an investment that didn't work out or passing on one that turned out great? If so, what was the situation and how has that changed your approach? Yeah, maybe a little bit. So I just wrote an article why I passed on Uber. And it's a long story, which I won't bore you with, but we were very fortunate to, and we are very fortunate to have an investor in our fund and a real friend of our fund who I won't name him. He's now a senior executive at Uber. He wasn't at the time. And he literally came to me in August of 2010 and said, hey, I work with this guy named Travis. He sort of looks up to me as a mentor. I'm trying to help him get some investment dollars. Would you be interested in ubercab.com? And he explained Ubercab to me. It was black car service back then. If you remember, it wasn't what it is today. 
And I didn't, you know, I really saw no future in it. And I remember having a very detailed conversation with him. And actually, he brought it up again because I checked my email in December. Said he's still, Travis still hiding close to Steve Brown. And he said, hey, I can't remember if I mentioned Uber Cab to you guys, but he's raising money and you want to get an intro. So what I learned, and of course, I said no, because I'm a genius. <laughs> oh, no. so, yeah. Damn. You know, they'll never make it. But the, what I learned from that, it's funny. It's funny to, to look back on it. And now that my buddy is at Uber, he's a super great guy. He's a senior executive there. He's doing a lot of interesting stuff. We laugh about it now. But what I learned from that is when you have someone that you bridge your deal that you have years of history with. I mean, I, I knew the guy that brought me that deal probably four or five years for the past four or five years. He was a successful serial entrepreneur in his own right. Travis was somebody that had worked with him. Um, and he was sort of a mentor. I should have, on the face of it, just with that data, forget about Uber Cab and kind of all this weird Jamie in the world stuff. Just based on that alone, I should have said, you know what? I'm not sure that's a great deal, but since you're so excited about it, yeah, why don't I get on the phone with this guy? I should have done that. I don't know that I would have invested. I, you know, very likely, I would have still felt that it wasn't a great deal. But to not even take a meeting or not even do a phone call when I've got guys brought it up three different times over a series of months, that was bad on me. <laughs> yeah, the, the founder referrals are huge, right? Oh, and that's where most of ours come from. And if you look at our portfolio, the large majority are all people we either invested in or said no to. So remember I told you the way we do diligence, it's not uncommon for us to help somebody land a customer or do something you know, impactful in the early stage of the company, and they appreciate that. And so it's not uncommon for them to say, hey, uh, I was talking to this guy. He's looking for money. I know we didn't end up uh, working together, but I like the way you guys you know, reported yourselves. Would you be interested in taking on intro to this guy. And that happens all the time, which is wonderful. But I should have listened as a multi-billion dollar opportunity. I knocked over the head a couple of times with it and I didn't see it. So. Oh, well. <laughs> Sorry about that one, John. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of TFR is brought to you by Brex. Your startup is going to change the world and the right corporate card will get you there even faster. The Brex Corporate Card for Startups offers 10 to 20 times higher limits than traditional corporate cards, automated expense tools, and huge rewards like four times points back on travel, three times back on restaurants, and two times back on recurring SaaS spend. And all with no personal guarantee. Sign up at brex.com and get waived card fees for life with the code TFR. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Assure. For over three years, Newstack has been raising capital on a deal-by-deal basis, allowing individual investors to select each startup investment. Assure is the company behind the scenes that powers this process. When we have 10, 20, or 30 angels investing in a startup, we can't put all those folks directly on the startup's cap table. So those investors are rolled into a special purpose vehicle that occupies just one line item on the cap table. And Assure handles all ongoing fees, finances, and K-1s for us. We pay a one-time upfront fee, and avoid all the required yearly admin filings and bills. If you run an angel group, or you would like your LPs to invest in deal-by-deal sidecars, go to assure.co slash TFR for 20% off your first SPV. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western specializes in providing financial services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors, helping to navigate financial obstacles by providing access to funds and expertise. Pacific Western's customized products and team of venture banking specialists provides a banking experience designed specifically with startups and VCs in mind. If you run a tech company or if you invest in tech companies, 
it's strongly advisable that you build a relationship with the folks at Pacific Western. Go to PacWest.com to learn more. On today's special segment, we have Mahendra Ramsinghani. Mahendra, have you either passed on an investment or made an investment that you regret and it's caused you to maybe adapt or improve your approach? If so, what did you learn and how has it changed how you invest? A very good question. Uh, you know, in, uh, in the venture capital book, I talk about there are two or three funds out of the, you know, what, five, six hundred funds that are out there that boldly talk about the ones they've missed and almost in a, in a self-deprecating manner. I think Bessemer is the, the first one that talks about how they missed Google, Apple, and just a series of these companies. Like, yeah, the anti-portfolio, right? Anti- Exactly. And when you read about it, it's like, oh my God, not only did you miss these, but you are bold enough to make fun about yourself. So (laughs) my uh, anti-profile is not as prolific as theirs. (laughs) And and largely this is because, you know, in Michigan, it's a very different market. I mean, you're in Chicago, you know, when you're in that kind of market, you get to see every good opportunity. And so I feel like being fortunate enough to have worked in in a different market, we got to see a lot of opportunities, but there was one that I missed. It's a company called Duo Security. And in hindsight, it is just that uh, my relationship with the founder was not that strong. So I don't think the founder felt important to take money from us. And uh, that's one that I missed. Of course, I did send several messages to Doug and all of them sort of probably got deleted very quickly. The lesson for myself is I should have tried harder to convince Doug that my money can be valuable. That is one that uh, is in uh, in the Michigan uh, market. There was another one here in the Bay Area called a company called Zero Secure. So I meet with his two founders. It's about a year and a half ago when I met them. And they were solving a problem that I felt was had already been solved. There were four companies that all of them had raised like 20 to $50 million each in that same vertical. And so I met them twice. And then third time, I was still not able to like figure out why is this going to be a meaningful player? Because there are three or four potential giants in that space. And of course, 18 months later, they just got acquired by Palo Alto Networks. And I'm actually going to host an event with the founder so that I can publicly apologize to him and, <laughs> and then ask about the lessons learned in this process. But for me, the key lesson there was, even though that opportunity was available and I could have made uh, investment if uh, I had my head together, but in that one, the lesson that uh, I learned was that just because there are three or four players does not mean that you're going to lose your money. You can still get a good outcome. So the investors that put in money, they got about four times their return in 18 months which I would take any day, you know? <laughs> yeah, me too. It's not, it's not 25 times because when VCs look at like, oh, the category killer, you're the first mover. So that is going to be a big deal, right? If you look at Fitbit, it was a category creator and then became a category killer. But in this case, there were already three or four other companies. And so my lesson was, it is okay if there is company number three or four. If they're doing something that's very nimble, very lightweight and can be adopted quickly, somebody will buy them. And so in this case, they followed that. They didn't have a whole lot of customers, but they got acquired by Palo Alto Networks for a very decent outcome. The founders probably don't have to work for the rest of their lives. And the (laughs) investors got a decent return. So those are two small anti-portfolio ones. And uh, I'm sure there will be more. But uh, I I think that uh, that, uh, every investor probably has several of these. That will wrap up this installment of Investor Stories. 
Head over to thefullratchet.net to leave a comment, sign up for the newsletter, or find resources discussed on any of the episodes. Until next time, remember to over-prepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently. Thanks for listening. Thank you.